Speaking of heroes who don't wear capes. Yes. Should we talk about Shang Chi. That'd be good. Let's do that. Shang Chi. Sean. Sean. Sean Chi. Sean Chi. I'm going into hiding and change my name to Dan. <laughs> no one will ever know. Don. 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 Ah, and, I'm, good. and I'm going in as Tim. Ah, fuck. They'll never, they'll never see me coming. As, as as Tesco Insurance thought of me for years as Tim Third. Tim Third. <laughs> T-I-M-F-I-R-D. <laughs> How the fuck can you get your name wrong? It's the most basic. Tom Ford is the most basic yeah. name. And it's right it. next. It's right next to it on the keyboard. That's the only thing that I can think of. Fucking hell. Okay, that's that's crazy. Yeah, someone just cack-handedly typed my name in when they uh. <laughs> It's actually Ms. Chenandler Bong. <laughs> hello and welcome to the Omcast. My name is Dom. As one half of the Omcast, I'm joined by Tom. Say hello, Tom. Hello. In this episode, we're talking about the latest entry in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, starring Simu Liu, Aquafina, and Tony Leung. Yes. Yes, to name but a few. So, finally, it's a new Marvel movie. And like a new, new Marvel a new, movie. new, new Marvel movie, yeah. I feel like... It's got that new, new card smell. Yeah, exactly. I feel I do feel bad about <coughs> Black Widow because it is like going to be like the, the bastard stepchild now, isn't it? Because, because it, wasn't, it was the first one out and I know a lot yeah. of people were disappointed because it was going back in time and telling us about a character who we know has already died. So it kind of like will get forgotten about and this will be seen as the first new, new film in the news yeah um but this has obviously been a long time coming shang chi they announced a long time ago um as a as a project they were going to be working on again it's a bit of a a lower tier marvel character i think it's fair to say a bit more obscure yeah Um, it's one of those ones where you never would have heard of it beforehand big in the 70s exactly yeah um but now here he is and like you say he was big in the 70s shang chi is the master of kung fu and he's kind of like the answer to you know bruce lee that kind of that kung fu craze yeah. happened in the 70s this was a marvel's answer to that this character of shang chi yeah that's exactly what it was yeah so the the origin of him came around at the sort of the um the martial art explosion with the bruce lee time and similar around like the the black exploitation era so mm. Shang used to spend a lot of time with Luke Cage. Yeah. Sorry, Shang Chi used to spend a lot of time with Luke Cage. It's not. That's me being a bit culturally insensitive there by shortening his name when that's not his name. So sorry, everybody. Um, just realised that I just completely anglicised it and was a bit of a dickhead. But anyway. Um. But yeah. So yeah, that's kind of where he sort of came about. Really, he's like master of kung fu. He isn't like a he isn't like a powered character. No, he's just amazing at martial arts. Yeah, it's interesting because yeah, I mean there are a lot of comparisons being drawn up between him and Iron Fist, which is the other sort of yes. pre- premier um, martial artists in the in the Marvel um, universe. <laughs> and again, who also teams up with Luke Cage, interestingly, quite yeah. a lot. Um, but the difference being that the Iron Fist, first of all, is a is a white character, and second of all, is powered. He yes. has got the Iron Fist, so he is. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like Shang Chi has always been done, is it's more down to his natural ability. He's meant to be the best hand to hand fighter in the MC in the Marvel universe, and now they're bringing that to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And 
well, before we get too far in down into the law of it all, do we think they did a good job of that? Did yes. They? Yes. <laughs> yes, they did. Yes. Um, I think that's that's a fair fair assessment. Um, yeah. Because, Jesus Christ, this film is just crazy. Um, yeah. I've got some reservations about yeah, it, but too. at I the mean, same time, a like... Of, a couple of niggles, a couple of things. I think the pacing is a little bit tough at times um, or a bit just sort of off and things like that. But just the, for the most part, Jesus Christ, this is just so much fun and so well done. Yeah. And there are so many things I like about it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, cr- first and foremost, it was like this film lives or dies on his martial arts and how well executed that yeah. is. And fuck me, is it good? Yeah, it fucking lands Jesus Christ. every punch. Like, yeah, uh, it, it fucking smashes it. Like, it's 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 a film that's Shang-Chi, the master of Kung Fu. Uh, but it's not that. It's Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Yeah. So they've done some fairly significant retconning in there. But what they've also done is done this amazing, like skip skip to the good bit sort of thing and haven't like labored anything intense. They've stayed away from any like harmful tropes or stereotypes or anything along those lines. And they actually sort of do a bit of a throw up about it, about how insensitive they were previously with some of the stuff that they've done, which is really clever. Yeah. But to say about the the you know the the martial arts, I think yes. Yeah, I mean just the the stunt yeah. work and the, some of the like there's uh, a scene that a lot of people might have seen in the trailers and stuff on a bus, and that's yeah. one of the first big sort of action sequences early on, and just it's ridiculous. And like I think almost it's not a criticism because it's it's saying how good they are, but like in a lot of the uh, action scenes, they're so good because they're so fast, all of them. Yeah. you're literally your eyes cannot keep up with it yeah and it's like it's a struggle like particularly we watched it on an imax screen and it's just there's so much everyone's so quick and so good at what they're doing that it's like you can barely even keep up and register every move that's happening uh, which is unreal uh but given especially with you know people like um simu lu who took on he's the title character he's, that's clearly him do you know what I mean? Yeah. He's clearly learned all that. There's no trickery going on here. It's like the Matrix guys who we were talking about the other day. They did all that fight choreography themselves, and it's clear that's it. They, no point yeah. to wear a mask. It's clearly him doing it the whole way through. And Jesus Christ, can that dude move? Like, yeah, yeah, he like, fucking he can throw a punch, can't yeah, he? Not only can he throw a punch, but just like it's like the stuff. Like again, that I feel like the um that bus sequence is such a brilliant like showcase up front. It's like the bit where he's coming outside the bus and then going back inside the bus. And it's like, it feels yeah. like Jackie Chan. And apparently a lot of the Jackie yeah. Chan stunt crew worked on this. It's that really of, like, yeah, they, they worked on it and like putting these things together. And it's like, like that bamboo sequence as well. Yeah. It's these outlandish, like squeezing through a gap that shouldn't be possible. And like getting there <laughs> in the nick of it's yeah. like that sort of Buster Keaton, like you should be dead, right? The house should have fallen yeah. you by now, but it hasn't that kind of thing which i wasn't really expecting i thought it was gonna be more about the violence but they kind of blended it all in together yeah well that's awesome that's yeah i was a bit concerned that this was going to be a um uh one of those like cutaway 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 sort of things that a lot of films do nowadays which they cut away just before somebody lands a lands a punch yeah and then you see somebody like afterwards react to it and like swing away and then i was worried it was going to be a bit like that but immediately immediately like you get into that 
like you say, like the bus scene, yeah, completely puts put it all to the side because you're like, okay, there's so much more of this going on, yeah, and uh, yeah, it was fucking amazing, yeah, it was brilliant. And I just, I think, my, my, you know, my first sort of reaction coming out of it is that I really, I loved it. I really, really loved it. I thought it was brilliant. Mm. I'm just, I'm kind of blown, sort of taken aback a little bit by what it, it wasn't quite what I thought it was going to be. Yeah, but in a good That's- way. In yeah. A good way. Like yes. I feel like up front in particular, like like before we even get to the bus scene, like there's a whole long sequence at the beginning telling you about the whole backstory of everything. Yeah. And it's all done in I think Mandarin. Is it Mandarin? Or I Chinese? think so. I, I again I, I please forgive our ignorance on this. We're two white no, men talking about we're it. two white guys, but we yeah. you know, obviously yeah. we don't understand the difference between the point is, like, is in traditional in, Chinese or Mandarin or anything. So. The point is, is in a Chinese language and it's all subtitled. And it's this whole long sequence about the character who we sort of know as the Mandarin. That is, is actually Wen Wu is his actual name in the, in yeah. the, in the movie. Um, and it gives you this whole massive long backstory. And it's like, it's this, you know, ancient like battles. And then you've got this whole sequence with, you know, where there's, it's a like, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon style fight sequence with like yeah. the, you know the wind being harnessed as a as a weapon, and it's just yeah. like holy shit! This is and like we still haven't seen the main the main character yet. Like do you know, no. what I mean? it's not. It really doesn't feel like a Marvel origin story in that way because it's much more about like it's an ensemble piece. It's about a family, really. Yeah, and it's about every member of that family. Like you know, the, yes. the father gets just as much runtime and just as much character development as shang chi himself does and and then the sister gets her own arc and storyline and, and it's all, there's a lot of the story itself is wrapped up around the mother and her legacy and it's like right well it's, it's a story of this entire family unit really it's not yeah. uh, it's not like doctor strange or something where it's literally just all about this one guy that's another thing that i really enjoyed was because yeah. you know, like you say like you know we're talking about different people and then everybody's got their own interactions in there and they're like right yeah well we well i'm not happy with you because of this but i'm not happy with this guy because of this yeah and i don't want to do this because of it and like everybody the sister is a little bit short shifted in a couple of places yeah but at the same time i think that's deliberate yeah to a certain extent yeah um and i think it's again it's there's a it everything ha- pays off in the end, doesn't it? Everything. Mm. And it's not, it's not that they drop the, no like characters or storylines that get completely dropped. Everything gets a resolution as to some extent yeah. towards the back end. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, but like we was kind of bearing the, the, the main sort of story of this, I guess, is that um, Shang-Chi is the son of um, a warlord known as, known to some as the Mandarin, but his actual name is. Uh, <laughs> yeah. When we um, and he is the commander of the the Ten Rings, which are a terrorist organization which have been in the Marvel universe before. You have seen them like they're the ones who kidnapped Tony Stark in yeah. the first Iron Man. So they've got this deep history in the MCU. Um, but then on top of that, we also get into the Ten Rings themselves, which again has been completely MCU'd in the way they've done it. Because originally, <laughs> my understanding is that the Ten Rings from the Mandarin from the comics were literal rings that he wore on his fingers. Which they, are. they all had different powers, but I feel like they were very yeah. similar in a lot of ways to the Infinity Stones. So I completely understand why they've taken <laughs> that away because they were going, that yeah. would be way too similar. They were like, they're all different yeah. colors and they all had different powers. And it's like, nah, yeah, it's so he had 10 rings 
each one did a different thing so yeah. one could turn back time one could make fire one could yeah control that sounds kind of similar to something else they've just done so yeah i totally get why they did it differently so here they're basically like, like the bracelets almost they go up his arms and yeah. they, they just make him first of all like immortal and an absolute you know badass and there's some amazing action sequences that they do with those um up front um but the idea is that yeah he has this son uh shang chi who then um decide, basically runs away from home and goes and have his has his own life and the film picks up years later when his life his father and all the legacy that he left behind catches up to him mm. um and that's it basically without getting into spoilers that's the that's yeah. the main plot of the movie and it um, becomes like this sort of international sort of globetrotting adventure and it deals well from the very outset it goes straight into like mysticism right away yeah it doesn't pull any punches in terms of just the the, the stuff they're showing you like the opening sequence is just yeah they've got these ridiculous you know action sequences but then like you say he's got that mysticism that sort of you know trekking to for, trying to find the secret passage to a hidden world or yeah and there is a guardian at the gates and the, only the worthy can enter all this sort of stuff is really sort of fantasy almost um, yeah but it's very like I, I cannot i can't only speak from yeah again from a white person's perspective but to my mind it is so inherently you know asian in its in its outlook it's got this yeah like really I mean, like eastern mythology that you yeah. would expect like on the, like you know journey to the west or something along those lines but everything and... about it, like from the music to the like the, the score is brilliant and it's never it never becomes like a, a what you would consider a traditional like mcu score there's always mm. these little like tinges of sort of oriental influence in there um but then on top of that just the set design the way everything's like that is a bamboo forest that they're yeah that everything's in and like i say it feels like yeah. crouching target hidden dragon or something like that um and like i say the whole of that opening sequence is done with subtitles yeah i was like oh shit they're really fucking doing it aren't they they're really i was like well, it's been 10 minutes now and no one's spoken a word of english <laughs> this is brilliant I can't yeah. believe the balls they've got they've got for doing this. And it's like I understand that there's, you know, cynical people probably say, well, they're trying to, you know, go into the Chinese market, which has been a massive thing for a lot of American movies over the last few years. And I get that, but yeah. still, but who gives a shit? Do you know what I mean? But also it's like, yeah, you can't forget like the representation side of yeah. things. Like the like as much as the cynicism is gonna say something along those lines, you, you've got to gotta to remember for anyone that is thinking that way and being like oh it's just them trying to break the chinese market well it's not it's these films this film might be made for a chinese audience yeah you know or or, or an audience of somebody uh, like asian person who like asian american people you know when you think about something like crazy rich asians which is a film that's specifically targeted and written about the asian american community and how things are affected then yeah, they should be making these, more of these things. Like yeah. you know, when you should be making more black stories within these universes as well. And yeah, and I just I love yeah. that like it's so unashamedly that yeah, it's very much the and it will the other thing it's going to get compared to is obviously Black Panther, um, because yeah. again it is a complete like almost entirely Asian cast, like every single person in it, and they've got and they do talk about even if it's on the peripheral of these ideas of you know the. Asian American experience and like the generational elements of that, and so you have um, Aquafina's character Katie, 
And then yeah. she's like, then it becomes a question about, well, okay, Casey is your Western name, but what's your actual, what's your Chinese name? Yeah. And that's a whole thing. And that's very important. And like what her parents' expectations are of her, which again is a generational thing, but she's very much, a, you know, an, an American, an Asian American. Uh, yeah. I love that little, like they, they have a couple of these sequences where they have these conversations with their friends at a bar. And like there's one really early on where like Chung is like explaining the story of how they first met. Yeah. He was saying he was getting a load of shit in at school, and someone was taking the piss out of him. He's like, "Oh, someone would say Gangnam Style." Style, and I was like, "Dude, I'm not even Korean." <laughs> Fuck. And like, and then she steps in and then starts singing Hotel California, confuses the shit out of him. Um, and that's it. But like, it's little like they don't like labor the point in terms of oh, it's, it's terrible growing up with racism or whatever. It's just little things like that. And it's like yeah. there is this prejudice and then this casual racism that they've had to deal with all their lives. And it's just a thing that they talk about amongst themselves. And it's yeah. just a thing they sort of have to go, oh, fuck yeah, I have to deal with it. And then that brings itself into the daughter's um, storyline as well, in terms of how she felt she was shunned out of everything because she was a girl. And yeah. that whole element of culture and, and all those sort of things. But again, it serves the story or it makes a point. It doesn't, it's not just there to, no, it's not, it never feels preachy, is it? Yeah. It's not like, uh, you know, I'm not being, funny it doesn't sound like it's uh, been written by a white guy and being like oh yeah i saw this documentary on cnn yeah exactly about how sad it is in this situation it's, it feels it all feels natural it all feels organic it all feels very real and it's, it's good to get that sort of insight because you don't often like there's there's there was a specific line that sort of stood out to me and he was like oh yeah and then you know we got picked on because that's like, what happened. Yeah, so like we all do. I was getting shit like we all do, and everyone just sort of nods, yeah. And then he moves on yeah. with the conversation, but it's such a little throwaway thing. It's like, yeah, oh fuck yeah, that's <laughs> you know I me. Mean? But yeah. I feel like, and not to sort of go off on too much of a tangent, but I feel like that is a much is a better sort of subtler way of putting in that prejudice that people have had to put up with all their lives, as opposed to like having that. So like, um. Captain Marvel, for instance, whereas like he, he keeps showing the blow, where it's like, you know why it's called a cockpit, don't you? Smile, honey, it'll be better. Yeah. Like all that, that's like really in your face. And it's just like you're laboring the point a little bit too much there. Whereas the Shang-Chi mm. stuff makes its point without being too like, but you know, smack, smacking you over the head with it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get what you mean. It's one of those, because that's one of the things that I was, I spoke to my girlfriend about after we went to see uh captain marvel because i was like is that some of that stuff a bit over the top and she was like no yeah like like just like that and i was like oh and she's like yeah fucking men you know she's like men talk to women like shit every single day like you're just supposed to ignore it because you know you're not allowed to you're not allowed to tell a guy that he's wrong because then they get really cross and then call you call you another name or they get, you know, yeah, fair point. And I was, yeah, all right, maybe. That but it's the same thing, like, but that's the same thing yeah. in this, like, you know, because it does, it sort of makes the same point in this, because you're like, if you were to talk to somebody from an Asian American community and say, oh, you know, is it really like that? They'd probably be like, yes, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah, of course. That's it's different. Like, you know, I'm not going to bring up the WP words for the risk of triggering anybody that's listening to us, but um that's the thing that we've got you know that you and i have for example that is is addressed in this in a way but it's not labored yeah 
and and then it goes right actually we're not talking about this anymore we're not talking about we're going to make a joke about the white guy yeah you know being a racist in the early 2000s yeah um and then we're going to move on from that but when now we're going to actually talk about this story and we're going to yeah. move through it and we're going to talk about the story and the things that affect and then we're going to talk about things that are real in our society as well so like when you see the food dogs for example because mm. and i was like oh because i always wanted those i always thought those statues were really cool and i was like oh maybe i can get some and then i was like oh they're not lions they're dogs and then they got different meanings and then because they're this and like if you notice there's two different ones and each one has a different meaning and i was like this is brilliant because this is a cultural thing that you and i are just going to be like yeah it's a cool lion and then you can have a conversation. Someone's like, well, actually, it's a dog. And that dog's one color because it means this. And this one's a different color because it means this. Yeah, exactly. There's so much, yeah, there's so much layered in there. Like even every, yeah. every element of it, like you say, the, the design of every, of the world and everything has that, you feel like it has that meaning behind it. Yeah. Um, and we can get into like some of the, the choices they make in terms of like the creatures and stuff that they get into later on. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, and for that point, it kind of it it feels sort of tangential to the MCU. It's it's not it doesn't beat you over the head with that kind of stuff either. Um, yeah. like there are a couple of references to it, um, and like people like again in that conversation at the front, they go, "We now live in a world where half the population can get blipped out of existence." <laughs> and they go, yeah. "What? Right." So all that, but like the only point that she's making there is letting us know where this is in the timeline. They go, "All right, well, this is after Endgame then." <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. like as he's like there's a point i noticed as well when he's like he's going in, back into his apartment i think it is and the um and there's a poster on the sign saying have you got post blip and anxiety yeah this number like a samaritan's number for it it's like little world building things like that just to let you know there is part of the same world but we're not going to labor it too much because that's not what this is about this yeah. is about shang chi and shang chi's family really yeah. that's the main thing and i feel like it's not criticism because like i say i really liked that but i do feel there are times when shang chi himself kind of gets lost in the shuffle a little bit yes just there are yeah just because there are so many different characters and they're, they're spinning so many different plates there's so his, many moving parts yeah and his journey kind of gets lost a little bit and i feel that kind of almost happened a little bit with not not as much but a little bit with black panther as well because the supporting cast was so strong you had okoye andy shuri and yeah. um uh Mbaku. Yeah, Mbaku. There were so many. Yeah, Mbaku and um oh, fuck, what's the, the guy from Get Out? What's his name? The uh Winston Duke. No, Winston Duke um was Oh uh, yeah, was, oh yeah, yeah. Um, from Get Out, who's yeah, but what I mean Daniel Kaluuya. Like, Daniel Kaluuya, yeah, his character. I can't remember his character's name, but that's it feel this kind of feels a little bit like that as well, because you have like I say, you have the the four, you know, the family members, you have the sister, you have the dad who I've got to say as well, the the father figure, Wenwu, amazing performance from that guy. Yeah. So good. And he's going to be up there as one of the best Marvel. I don't even want to call him a villain. I want to call him an antagonist. That's, yeah, that's something that I was, so I was reading a, a post uh, yesterday about mm. how, so he's a prolific actor and oh, yeah. very, very well-respected actor internationally. Yes, but he has never, uh, never played a father figure. Oh, really? 
because he's like, I don't want to be, this is the first time that he's done like a father figure in an acting role because he's and it's like so because he's got like a connection to it he's basically his father left when he was like seven years old and he was like i don't want to represent that i don't want to represent someone like that so it goes to show like the depth of this is what i'm trying to i'm trying to avoid talking any spoilers here by saying this is the sort of role that was specifically created with so much depth that someone's that who's refused to play a father figure for his entire career is now like you know what yeah i'll do it well yeah i mean like i say he's brilliant and uh, tony leong again i might be mispronouncing that i apologize um but he's fantastic in this and gotta be one of the most sympathetic again i don't want to i won't spoil what his motivations and stuff are right now because that is kind of sort of a second act twist if you like um but we can talk about that in the in the um once we get post spoilers um but yeah, God, I mean, in terms of like sympathetic Marvel villains, it's 100% up there, more so than potentially the most of all of them. Um, yeah. Because, you know, again, talking about Black Panther, people say, oh, well, Killmonger had a point. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And people say the best villains are the ones where you can understand their point of view. I think people like Magneto and, and like Killmonger mm-hmm. and stuff like that, I feel like he's definitely up there you know in that echelon it could totally make sense which God, just makes yeah. the whole yeah. thing the whole conflict of the movie that much more interesting that much more compelling he because again when i when i first heard they were doing the mandarin and oh no this is gonna be the real mandarin and like the way they've sort of pushed it i was like okay is he just gonna want to take over the world or whatever yeah is he gonna be like a you know because he's like the an evil head of an evil organization it's like right was it was he dr evil then he's gonna sit you know yeah He's got his big scary chair. He's got a big scary chair. He's got loads of blokes who work for him, and he sits there, and they've all everything's branded, and they're all really intimidating. Yeah, and he's and he's got a hen- henchman, and then yeah, you've got to blow up, and he's got different levels of henchmen. Yeah, and then you got to blow up the volcano base at the end. Um, <laughs> yeah, to, to to show him. Yeah, but no, they did not do that at all, and and his entire motivation, what he's trying to achieve in this movie, is so not that. It's so personally motivated. Um, yeah, and emotionally driven. I was just, I was taken aback and just pre- pleasantly surprised by that. I thought it was brilliant. Yeah, because it. This is where we need to talk spoilers. Really, We're going to have to get spoilers. Yeah, bit, I think, aren't we? But um, yeah, but yeah. But I mean, what I would say is that the performances throughout are really good. One thing that I and I know that you felt the same about was that going in, uh, we were really worried that Aquafina was going to just be what she sort of presented to be in one of the trailers which is just a yelling sidekick yeah just well it's the quip machine it's the it's the marvel quip quota that i i mentioned to you on um black widow that kind of bugged me because it just felt out of place in that particular movie given the what that yeah. movie's about um but weirdly this one is almost is less quippy than black widow yeah weird, I, don't, I don't quite understand how that's happened but that is it like there and but they're not saying there aren't quips there's plenty of quips but they land, they're good. And Alcravina is the driving force behind a, a good, a fair amount of them, but never, she's, more, there's more to her than that. Um, yeah. And they actually, they get into it and they actually, she has her own arc and they actually spend time doing that and sorting it out. And again, it kind of takes away a little bit from um, Shang-Chi's character development and his arc, but it's worth it because that way everybody gets their their dues and they're not just reduced to yeah. side characters or comic relief or anything like that they have legitimate reasons for being there and they you know fulfill story arcs and all the rest of it 
yeah. was like everyone's well served rather than just building a whole thing around a leading man. It's much more of an ensemble piece. And she's a great example of that. Um, but yeah, she is funny. She's ge- genuinely funny. She is funny. Like she's a character in her own sort of sense. She gives insight into, again, like, you know, it's that whole different sort of culture that we would not sort of see the way that she talks to her family, but also like we can see like the guilt that she has that she's not really sort of later on in the film. There's this guilt that she's got that she's not really sort of connected with her culture. And then and you see that when somebody talks to her, she's like, uh, I'm not really, you know, really up sorry. to date with my Mandarin. Yeah, well, like, isn't that great? Sorry. And like, yeah, and she's like, she's like, she feels it's interesting that, yeah, they chose to rather than have it set in America, they only have that very early element of the movie set in the yeah. States and then everything else is in China. Yeah. And it's like she's the fish out of water, which is a really interesting way around going it because you know any anywhere else it would have been the other way around. It would have been a bunch of yeah. you know all these crazy you know um, you know kung fu guys coming over to America and just like being the like sticking out like a sore thumb. But they chose yeah. almost very early on to go no, she's gonna she the American is gonna come into our world and she's gonna have to keep up. Yeah. And it's like yeah. that's a really cool way of doing it. And again, it sort of shows what they're what they're attempting to do with this movie is you know, is really embrace that culture and bring it along. And that and part of it is going, right, we'll do an opening sequence in the States, and then that's it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll, the American girl is along for the ride and she's just gonna have to figure it out as she goes. And she can yeah, she <laughs> and that's the other reason, the other sort of purpose she serves is obviously being that audience voice, really, and and doing yeah. the so wait a minute, hang on, what? And they have to explain everything to her again, um, which is always good to have one of those characters. And given how dense some of the backstory and stuff is, oh god, yeah, it's, it's definitely needed. Um, and they, yeah. use it, they use it well. Yeah, and that's what I mean. Like when I'm like, oh god, yeah, like, I'm not. That's not me playing this down. Like it's that's there's so much to it. There's so much extra depth there. So many different like, Not only that, like the story, like what you thought was true isn't necessarily true, and that all shifts around. Yeah, and you have to reassess what you. And doing. I like, yeah, that like they've <laughs> again they've retroactively made Iron Man three better. Oh yeah, um, and yeah, in, I don't know. If we... <laughs> like, uh, yeah. So if this is what I, I didn't want to say, I don't want to say why yeah. for anyone that might not have seen this yet. So if you haven't seen it yet. You know, I'm not going to tell you why, but I will mention that in our post spoiler things. But yes. it does make Iron Man three better, yes. and that's the, I'm someone that enjoyed Iron Man three quite a lot. Um, you know, I'm not I'm you know, a little bit of an apologist for it. So, uh, yeah, give it a give it a give it a goosh. Yeah, I, I don't mind Iron Man three, um, but yeah, like I said, I. <sighs> It's interesting, yeah. Is it, they they're putting things that are going on Disney Plus at the moment should give you an indication about what we're talking about, basically. <laughs> yeah. There's, um, they've just put one of the one shots on there, and they've also put on one of the, you know, they do those Marvel Legends things. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. They've done one on the Ten Rings as an organization. Oh, cool. And it's like it goes back to Iron Man one, but then takes you right the way up until that one shot and shows you that happening. And then it's yeah. right if you want to know the real story, go see Shang Chi. It's a very, it's a advert for Shang-Chi really but it's, it's a good give uh, it's a good advert for it so. absolutely um what else I mean who else has got, I mean uh, Michelle Yeoh is predictably brilliant obviously yeah I mean it's you know it's the second showing 
as we like we've got in like an Eternals later in the year we've got the return of like is it um Gemma Chan is going to be in that as Gemma well. Chan yeah um so yeah I know but whatever um at this it's point, pretty, she would have been she's fucking we, amazing in this so 20, I don't care 25 films in there's gonna have to at some point they're gonna have to start they've used every actor that's ever been in the film <laughs> do you know what I mean at some point they're yeah. gonna have to start doubling up because there's yeah. no like I thought the same thing of the so the guy who plays um is it Razor Fist in this yeah, Florian right. Montanay. Yeah, who's the guy from uh, Creed, Creed 2. He was the uh, Drago Jr. I thought yeah. he was good, but then at the same time, he was like, he was my perfect fan casting for um, Colossus. Oh, really? Well, yeah. Think about it. He's, he's got that like Russian accent, and he's an absolute be- huge beast of a man. If you yeah. Colossus in the new X-Men, he's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Just spray him silver, and that's it. That's it. But he's, <laughs> now he's, now he's um, razor fist but again i feel like that you know, no one's gonna notice if you did that <laughs> <laughs> that's fair like in the it, most yeah way, he wasn't a particularly standout character um and no. again i think if we're going to sort of talk about things that we were a little bit disappointed with as well i think him and um i can't remember the name of the character but these the, when the oh the death yeah, he, that was a little bit of a letdown. I felt. Um, yes. There was there was, a, there was a good fight with him, but I was expecting more. I was expecting there to be like a big old show, showdown with him at some point. Um, yeah. Which I didn't really get, and that that was a bit of a disappointment, I have to say. Yeah, because I'll be very frank. I would have much preferred for that to have been the other way around. What do you mean? With, oh, nothing. Nothing. Spoilers. Okay, right, yeah. Well, all right, we'll, we'll get into spoilers and we'll explain exactly what it is you mean. Uh, yes. Yeah, I felt that was a little bit of a letdown. And I think little things like, I think they, because of the fact that this has been delayed for so long, they've had to sort of keep the interest going by putting things in the trailers. So things yeah. like the abomination in the trailer, I wish they had. Yeah. Because he basically, he doesn't do a lot much more than you see in the trailer, really. Um, no. But I was okay with that, to be honest, because no, I so think... Not, but I think it would have been better if we hadn't known. Like, it would have been a really cool like, moment if he just turned up randomly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I think it would have been better if Kevin Feige hadn't confirmed it yeah, when true. people were like, hey, that looks like Wong and the Abomination fighting. And he's like, well, that's for a good reason, because it is Wong and the Abomination fighting. Yeah. And again, like it sets a expectation, which I think because like then I started where everyone, like, everyone started, mine started going, mine in particular, like, well, this is some sort of fighting tournament, like Marvel fighting tournament. Like, who else is going to take a contest of champions? Yeah, exactly. Like, who else is going to, like, who else is going to be in this? Like, like, is it, it going to be, what if it's set during the blip and we see like Ronin or something? And like, and you start, you, oh, start okay, going, yeah, yeah, because it could have been anything. And like, um, or someone's using it, like, Yelena's is there and she's using it to earn a bit of extra money or something. Like it could have been anything, yeah. couldn't it? It could have. There's so many different characters that could have shown up. God, um, that would be... Yeah, I know. But like, but again, I'm I'm glad they didn't do that because it would have distracted too much from the story they're telling. Yeah, um, and, and again, that would have wrong. taken even more away yeah. from uh, yeah. from Shang Chi. Yeah. Um, but like the fact that it was Wong as well is great. Is first of all, he's beca- seems to be coming the sort of a bit of a Coulson now. He can just turn up wherever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm completely okay with that. Yeah, because of the fact of who he is as a character, you can just have, you get that effect of the the portal and then he just turns up and like, you can just ring up Benedict Wong and I feel like he'd be up for it no matter what. 
Yeah. Um, but it's per- he's perfect for this movie as well. Having given that this is a movie, you know, celebrating Asian heritage and culture and all the rest of it, for him to be our gateway into the rest of the MCU is yeah. like spot on. Do you know what I mean? Not yeah. anyone else. None of the, it's not like Cap or, you know, any of the, or yeah. anyone like that turning up. It's Wong of all of them is like yeah. the right choice. I didn't want to see Stephen Strange. No. I wanted to see. It was great that it was Wong. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm now convinced that what we see in uh, the Spider-Man trailer, yeah, where Wong goes through a portal, is him going to that fighting tournament. Maybe I don't know because yeah, well, maybe it's my head cannon right now. Like, yeah, a lot of people have said that as well. But then I think isn't he? He's all wrapped up warm, but that's because it's snowing in the Sanctum Centaurum, isn't it? I don't know. Could yeah. be anything because then because then we also see him. I, I fuck. I don't want to spoil anything. Right. Let, let's, yeah. get into let's get into spoilers. Generally though, really good. Um, I think there are yes. a couple of like say. I think there are. There's a bit of a dip, sort of second act dip, where it kind of the case yeah. goes off a little bit. I think he, he just gets really talky. Um, and gets a bit navel gazy. Yeah, it's not to say that it's not good. It's just they're the pace of it like it's uh, it, all the fighting stuff is front loaded and there's a yeah. long gap until you get to the end and everything goes fucking mental at the end but exactly and that's really, that's yeah what my, what my issue is 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 the structure of it is it goes from being it goes very calm then very action then nothing then very very calm then well then well, yeah not nothing but very very calm and very a lot of talking and then all of a sudden yeah it goes from like two to 53 yeah and even just like the choices they have in terms of the way they structured it like i couldn't believe that we were like well into the third act and we were still getting flashbacks yeah like long flashbacks as well like extensive flashbacks yeah showing you backstory of shang and his relationship with his father which is all very important to have but i feel like when we're like ramping up for the final battle we kind of should already know all this by now yeah, like we shouldn't still be flashing back to stuff that happened in his childhood. Like, um, it's like it's, it's interesting the way that it out. sort of layers it in, but yeah, and there's I I understand the 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 idea behind it, and I in the context of the scene that is around him having that particular flashback at that particular time makes sense. But I just think it yeah. sort of it breaks the flow of it a little bit. Um, I feel like it, you know you compare it to another movie that sort of extensively uses flashbacks, you know, in terms of comic book movies. And Batman Begins. So yeah. There's loads of flashbacks <clears throat> Batman Begins, but you wouldn't have. There's none of them happening in the final battle with you know as he's going to save Gotham. He's having another flashback to when he when he <laughs> fell down. No, you're right. At that point, all the flashbacks are done because they've done their job now, and now we're in. He's he's wearing the Batman suit and he's fighting Ra's al Ghul, and that's it. Yeah. You know what I mean, it's not like he's going to have one last little flashback <laughs> just before the big fight kicks off. Um. But yeah, uh, but yeah, these are like minor niggles, minor, minor niggles. Yeah. Um, and before we get into spoilers, I will say as well, I was a little bit disappointed by the the big fight at the end. Um, one one particular element of it, I think it gets very CG heavy. Um, oh, okay. And I kind of sort of just went, oh, really? I like, I wanted it to be less than that. But that again, I I I've completely the same as uh, Black Widow. I hold my hands up and say that is personal preference to a certain extent. Yeah, um, I would rather two characters beat each other up and have a, you know, a yeah. physical confrontation between two people than throwing a hundred million dollars worth of CG at the screen. Yeah, you know, and that's I appreciate that. similar issue yeah. with Black Panther as well. 
Black Panther does suffer from that as well. Yeah, I I agree. I think it's a, a common problem across all the Marvel movies, really. Yeah. Um, and is that they just they revert to and CG battle at the end. And here's where we spent the budget. Exactly. Um, but I feel like they're like with Shang Chi, there was there was a crescendo, like an emotional climax to the whole thing. Yeah. It reached, and then it just kept going for an extra twenty minutes of just chaos. And so yeah. You kind of. If you were, you know, if they were brave enough, they could have ended it before, but they didn't. Do you know what I mean? Um, again, I'm speaking in generalities. I'll, I'll get specific once we get into spoilers. Yeah, let's do that then. Yeah, let's get into spoilers. So thanks for listening. If you're switching off now, go see Shang-Chi. Support it because, like I say, this is the, yes. this is the movie that's going to determine whether movies exist anymore. So <laughs> <laughs> not to yeah. put too fine a point on it. Um, as know, as like, the head of Disney said, this is an experiment to oh, see. For fuck's sake! Yeah, I know, and I just I will say, look, I, and it's yeah. Know, Lu is brilliant, and he's like he's being, you know, he's a role model and all the rest of it, and he's he's been great. But I will say that he he sort of had a bit of a knee jerk reaction to that. It's just like, dude, that's not what you meant. Like, relax. Yeah, because <laughs> basically, yeah, the, Disney made that comment. And I think what he was basically saying is, is an experiment to see whether we can put a movie out in the COVID era, yeah. and not not put it on Disney Plus. So you know, yeah. they've not done what they did on for uh, Black Widow and saying, does it can it still perform the kind of numbers that we want it to? Um, that's what he meant. And but Sumu seems to have taken that as some sort of oh we're an experiment because we're, we're an Asian movie and you don't know whether there's a market for it. It's like I really don't think that's what he meant. Like <laughs> yeah. I genuinely like. The same way that Free Guy was an experiment because they made a point of not putting it on any streaming platforms. Yeah, that's an experiment, but it's got white guy in it. It's like it's no different. It's just yeah, it's you've you've misinterpreted that, and yeah, you've yeah, relax. It's okay. Yeah, and it's it is it is difficult, isn't it? Because there there is that sort of you know that is an idiot reaction. But then again, going back to what we were saying before, these are like uh, is it is it a reaction to like microaggressions that you're like oh actually. Yeah, because they didn't do that. They didn't say, "Oh, Black Widow's an experiment," but what they they should have been more careful with what they said, because you know the you know the the conversation goes both ways. Because yeah, it's, it's, just, it's just think about the other elements of what what it is, what this particular yeah. film was trying to do, and then you know, maybe rephrase it slightly. But yeah, it's just I get yeah. what he was trying to say is that we're putting a tentpole release out in the COVID era. Yeah, can can it? So, yeah, and we're, we're making a, a stand in saying that it's only going to be something you can see in cinemas. Does that work? Um, and but at the moment, it seems like it is. Uh, and we were in a pretty fairly um, packed screening on on the Friday night, um, and it seems like it's doing pretty well, uh, generally speaking. So hopefully, this is going to signal, yeah, stuff. And hopefully, we won't be getting lots more delays this year. And the, the oh fucking yeah, stuff to do that's with meant to be coming out is actually going to come out. Um, yeah, this is very much that's what he meant by the experiment is that if this doesn't make the kind of money we need it to, then one of two things is going to happen either we're going to have to delay movies like the other Marvel movies that are coming out this year, the Eternals and Spider Man, yeah. maybe, um, or we're going to have to put them out and then also put them out on Disney Plus because it's the only way we're going to be able to make money back. Yeah. Um, and that is all dependent on how well Chang Chi does, so that's what he meant. And so, on that basis, go out and see it, it's awesome. Yeah, just fucking go and see it. Go and see it twice. Yeah. I might go and see it again this week. I'm pr- I'm thinking I'm going on Thursday. 
Nice. So I'm yeah, I'm I'm going to see it at least twice. Uh, but that's where these movies make their money. Really, it's nerds like us going and seeing it multiple times. <laughs> yeah. So that, that's where yeah. that's what makes it a billion dollar movie. Is, is people going multiple times and yeah, um, and inviting all their mates and doing all that. So yeah, by all means, do it. Yeah, and it's and it is one of those. It's like event cinema now, isn't it? Because yeah. it's you know, let's all get together and go see the new Marvel movie. And yeah, like like Star Wars was, um. You know, and that, that's not me making a statement about Star Wars. Anyone to no. think fucking cross? It's just they're not making Star Wars films for a bit. So, no. but yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, on that note, anyway, let's do let's spoilers. spoilers. Spoilers, 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 spoilers. spoilers, spoilers. So where do we start? Um, uh, big fucking dragons. Big fucking dragons. That's what I meant. Okay, yeah. So let's talk about the big fucking dragons. Yeah, so, yeah. let's talk about the dragon in the room. Yeah, the dra- <laughs> there's a dragon in the room. So, yeah, basically what it kind of devolves into at the end is that there's a one giant, like, sort of, you know, Lovecraftian monster thing that, <laughs> that gets unleashed from the dark dimension or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and then has to be fought by the great protector, which is this dragon, um, which Shang-Chi rides. And it looks amazing. I like when Shang-Chi bursts out of it, riding the back of this dragon. And it's like the other thing I remember us saying about it at the time is that it's really cool that it's a very much a Chinese dragon. Yeah. It's not a westernized dragon. It's not a Game of Thrones dragon that breathes fire and looks like a lizard. Do you know what I mean? It's, it, it's a water dragon. It's like, it's something like yeah. out of Raya and the Last Dragon. It's that kind of. Yeah, you know, well, like a like a snake like wavy like do you know what I mean? Is that yeah? The... It's the serpentine sort of eastern mm. dragon because again, like like we were saying after the when we we're in the car park chatting away, like the 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 westernization of dragons, the the dragons that we have in the west are like fire breathing, like basilisk. Is it's essentially a basilisk, whereas a dragon is a giant lizard. Yeah, and then in so in eastern cultures, the 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 legend is that. You know, dragons are formed when koi, you know, make their sort of pilgrimage almost upstream until they get to the very peak of the highest mountain. They get to ascend to become a dragon. And that's, you know, a metaphor for life. And, uh, you know, that's my very basic understanding of it. Hmm. But it's, um, but yeah, they're all water based. They're all within rivers and lakes and oceans and the sea. And it's not rain of fire. With Christian Bale and Matt McConaughey, yeah. and it's so refreshing to see that. Yeah, it was brilliant, and it's interesting that it's like Disney are making a play on that because Raya and the Last Dragon very much embraced that as well, didn't it? Yeah, um, which also starred uh, Aquafina as well. Aquafina, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that, much as that's really cool, and there are a couple of great shots of him riding it and stuff. Like I say, I what I did kind of switch off a little bit and sort of go, oh, okay, fine. When it was just the two of them fighting each other. Because it's yeah. hard to get invested in that. I think particularly because it comes off the back of the fights between Shang-Chi and his father, which yeah. you are so invested in. And it's so and that was the thing that I remember you and I talking about before we went into this. Because you see the two of them fighting over the Ten Rings and you go, Oh god, is it gonna be another one of those Marvel 
oh, it's the bad guy has similar powers to you, and you've got the like you're just yeah. colored two two guys with two different color suits, and one of them's evil, one of them's good. Yeah, one's um, red, one's blue, one's green, one's yellow. Yeah. You know, I like... just remember saying to you like the thing that will save that is the fact that it's, it's father and son. Yeah, and sure enough, that's kind of what they did, isn't it? They really played that up. Um, yeah, and all that sort of resentment and like and complicated emotions that tie into that. Um, and it felt it, it, you know, it felt it felt, yeah, you know, Vader versus Luke. It felt properly like epic and Shakespearean. Like it was like, it, yeah, they weren't fucking about. Um, and, and it was it, down to like stubbornness, and it was down to like determination. It was down to yeah, it was love that caused that fight. So it's yeah, and I just love the, the fact, fact that, that his... again we. We haven't spoken about this yet because I felt it was a spoiler, but the whole reason for the conflict of the entire movie is because the father feels like he can bring their mother back because he feels like yeah he's being whispered to by this thing on the other side of the fence that is their mother. And he goes, no, 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 you don't understand. I'm trying to bring her back. Yeah, but he's which is like out of his grief and his guilt that he feels for having let her die. She was the best part about him, and he yeah. she, he was like she was his goodness. She was, and you see that in this flashbacks and that like. Again, it so threw me for a loop when you were seeing like the, the Mandarin and his family playing the like the dancing game or whatever. Yeah. It's like what this is not what I thought the Mandarin was gonna be. Like <laughs> do you know what I mean? I was just like, Yeah, but I love that. I love how how human they made him and how complicated they made him. Like he's not just a cackling villain. No. It was like you know, and it was like and yeah, he had every reason like he he feels that he can bring his loved one back and he's trying to put his family back together again and he's has every reason to believe that and that's yeah. what he's fighting his son about and it's just like fuck oh, yeah and yeah and it's, it's like a justifiable yeah it's not like and it and it, it takes on the an extra level because it's got the emotionality behind yeah. it and he's like and, and the fight itself doesn't end with them beating one another into oblivion no it ends with with Shang Chi, you know, throwing down the weapons and being like, "I'm not fighting you." Like the, the whole build-up to it is like he goes, "You know, I've just I've realized I have to kill him." Yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. And he's like, and he trained me to be a weapon. And then, then there's also, you know, the, the background's like the reason I am what I am is because of you. You made me this this weapon of a man like that. Yeah, just like and so this is what you wanted, isn't it? It's like it's, like, it's really yeah, the resentment and the sort of yeah. It's, it, so good and so well acted mm. and that's why like yeah like i say when it then goes from that to the two big dragons fighting each other it's just it's such a sort of shit yeah gear that's that kind of lets it down a little bit for me but like i can Same. understand from a spectacle point of view it looks amazing the two dragons fighting each other i get it but like, <laughs> but it's not as emotionally satisfying or just generally satisfying yeah. as the other stuff well that's that's exactly yeah my point as well was yeah. that oh it it felt like the emotional heart of the movie got dealt with very quickly yeah, yeah so that we we have a final and again there are going to be comparisons to luke and vader really but we do get the final the the redemptive, redemptive arc of the father is sacrificing himself for the son um, yeah but that moment and when you get those flashbacks of him you know holding the baby and you see the good side of him coming out and it is very much like Anakin coming back back at the last minute yeah. thing. but they do it without the guy having to wear a giant black mask so they yeah. can actually convey a bit more of that emotion. They can emote. Yeah exactly yeah um, and it's brilliant and it's really well done uh, and that's the end And but then it goes and now we've got to fight the dragon and, yeah. it, and then we have the whole big fight with the dragon so it kind of steps on it a little bit 
um, which is a shame. But there you go. I think, yeah, and I think there's a part of that that could be they could have shelved, they could have shown the dragon, and then they could have been like, you know, when the time when the time comes, like when the time comes, I will I will support. Oh, you know, I'll be here to defend the village if necessary. But then they could have have been like just just a quicker turnaround in terms of the amount of time it takes between those two things happening. Because at the end, what eventually happens, obviously, is Shang Chi defeats that dragon using the ten rings that his father just gave him. But I feel like that happens like ten minutes later after a lot of fighting, splashing, a lot of fucking about. I feel like it could have been literally just he get having seen his father die for him and now having the ten rings on his arms. He then just gets up and then summons up all of, you know the power of his father and his mother all in one and takes down the dragon yeah. and it just happens there and then and then that's the end of the movie. But instead, there's a whole big drawn out fight sequence. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, I know exactly. What you it's mean. like yeah, it's like if they yeah again, I keep making this comparison to Star Wars, but I can't help it. Well, no, it's it fits because like, Star Wars is yeah, like, the, like if, you know, if um, the Emperor just had killed Vader for disobeying him, and then Luke found it within himself to pick up his lightsaber and take down the Emperor all by himself. That's yeah. the that's the conclusion. But yeah, but instead they go no, but the Emperor then gets in a Tie Fighter and goes into, and then there's a big <laughs> space battle, and you've got to chase him through, it and then like all that they add all these extra layers to it. Yeah, but the conclusion's still the same. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, now the Emperor's got a mech. Now, yeah, now the emperor gets in a giant mech suit, <laughs> or now the emperor's in an AT-80, and you've got to take out the you've got to take out it one leg at a time, like a video yeah. game. And like, <laughs> um, yeah, that's exactly it. Like, yeah. but anyway, it, it's a it's kind of a small niggle because I feel like there's so much they get right, um, and the things that we haven't talked about in terms of spoilers. So, like, I mean, for a start, I was really pleasantly surprised by how much Trevor Slattery was in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, he was brilliant, and he was like, "I'd much rather he be the comic relief than Aquafina." And kind of, he kind of passes when when he turns up, he kind of takes that role and just starts becoming more. He's the comedic relief, and then her um, arc gets more serious at the same sort of time. Yeah, it becomes about her sort of realizing, you know, stepping up and trying to do something and realizing her own potential. Um, so, and like, if you, I love that. There's a line that someone gives to her is like, "If you aim at nothing, then you hit nothing." yes that's perfect it's just like yeah if you just like go around life not yeah i'm not gonna give it a shot yeah and again like trevor they they weave that in really nicely because he talks about how well i wanted to be an actor she goes well that's great you know you you chose something that you were passionate about and you you just went out and did it yeah she's like scared to to take a chance but she keeps saying that to everyone yeah if you notice like anytime that she comes to someone she's like oh yeah i just really respect that you just you know you just she took it on and just did it. Like, I love that. Yeah, her relationship with the sister is brilliant. Like when the sister makes that point again, and this is another sort of little subtle thing they put in there about how she wasn't allowed to train with the boys. Yeah. But she just taught herself because again, that's that thing within the culture where it's just like, oh, well, you know, female, you know, children don't get the same opportunities afforded to them. Yeah. Like even the attention, she goes, I just kept my mouth shut and sat in the corner and eventually you'll know, you won't notice that you're there. That's how I survived. Yeah. It's like, yeah. that's how you know that's the sort of i would just go well and then my father wouldn't let me into his kingdom so i decided to build my own was like, yeah fucking right on like yeah cool. <laughs> like, yeah that's great that's really cool um yeah there's so many layers to this film it's fucking brilliant there's so much going on like that's kind of one of the things that i want to be just sort of say to people like 
go and see it and go and see it like a couple of times because there's a lot going on in there yeah it's dense it is really and it's not only from a from a visual standpoint like i say like the fight sequences and how fast they are and all the rest of it that's a lot to take in but on top of that there's just the amount of characters and the amount of depth there is to all of it yeah it's a lot to take in in your first viewing so i would definitely recommend that if you can go and see it a couple of times it's worth it um yeah no i agree there's loads going on um but yeah trevor slattery is brilliant and he's funny <laughs> and it's just, i mean just the whole we talked about well mum took me to see planet of the apes and then i <laughs> and she had to explain to me that you know those monkeys riding the horses they were actors i thought no 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 no, no. he just said how did they get the monkey to do that and she was like it's just acting it's just make-believe it's just acting and then he goes i know but if you think about it if they can get those monkeys to ride on those horses, <laughs> what can I do? Like, yeah, <laughs> it's fucking oh, so so many good bits, and just all the and the creatures and stuff as well. So like his little, what did he call it? Nigel or something? Wasn't Morris. It? Morris. Morris. Yeah. The little like I don't know what it is. it's like a it's it's like a little dog thing with wings, but it doesn't have a face. It's very yeah. weird. It's, it's very very, it's very weird. sensitive about that. It's very sensitive about the fact that it doesn't have a face, but that's brilliant. And like, he's like stay in the pocket, stay in the pocket. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a it's a performance, mate. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. And yeah, and that whole world when they step through into that portal and you see the whole world and all the different animals and stuff they create, it's just like, oh my god, they've had yeah. so fun, play, you know, making this world. And, it's and, the, and you look at it as well, and it's all taken from like, like Asian folklore. Oh yeah, big time. You know, so you are looking at like the, the sort of the mystical creatures from, you know, like I say, yeah, like looking into things like Journey to the West and stuff like that. It just really is fucking brilliant. I just yeah, I just loved it, and it's so good. It's so good to see something different. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the thing. Like again. I, I can't I really like again that was our biggest sort of concern going in as well and I think a lot of people have the same thing is that it's another Marvel origin movie yeah but genuinely for better or worse this does isn't that it can never be one thing you can never accuse it of is full following the, the formula it definitely yeah. doesn't no um, it, it really doesn't um in a lot of ways by making it what it is by what the central conflict of the whole thing is the, the way that the sort of the balances in terms of supporting characters and things and you know obviously the window dressing the actual you know what you're seeing on screen in terms of that embracing of asian culture it's no it's not a standard marvel origin movie at all it really mm. isn't um and i thought it's, it's going that step further and trying to yeah. be standalone and trying to be not only is it sort of trying to be standalone but it's you know which it does for the most part yeah. but um it's got a different message it's got it's got a different message to say it's got different cultural touch points to work off of and yeah i think it's fucking great yeah um but speaking of going one step further and um how it ties in yeah we should probably talk about the post credits stuff and how it does tie into the mcu or if it doesn't um so <sighs> post credits yeah. basically at the very end of the movie you get this great sequence where it's the two guys um shang chi and um and katie just explaining their whole story to their their friends who they were having chat with at the beginning of the movie <laughs> yeah, yeah and the woman's just going all right you're taking the piss out of me aren't you because i said you guys weren't doing much with your lives yeah. or whatever and now you're just making up this ridiculous story which is fun and funny 
and then Wong turns up. He just conjures another. Like, I love Wong can just turn up anywhere, anywhere, anytime. Wong gives zero fucks. He doesn't care. He doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, so, he'll turn up in the middle, and he's like, "What well, like the, drink I someone's like, drink." Well, I like, yeah, he just drank, he picks up someone else's drink and drinks it. <laughs> but what I like the fact as well is that when he says, I'm Wong, they go, we, we, we know. It's like he's become a bit of a celebrity. Like everyone knows that <laughs> yeah. you know, at any point, Wong could yeah. turn. If a boat turns up with a big mystical thing, it's probably Wong. Like, just yeah. The whole world knows that now. You live in the Marvel Universe, Wong could turn up at any moment. Just yeah. accept it. <laughs> he's going to he's gonna turn up at some point. It's yeah. just when. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he turns to good right, Are you Shang-Chi and you're Kei? Right, come with me. Um, we, we need to talk about some stuff, and you're like, Oh, shit, this is it. Um, and then we cut to credits, and then we, we pick up after the credits. But what I really like about that, and, the, and then the scene that follows, is that he brings Katie along as well. Yeah, he, he treats them as equals. He says, Yeah, oh, you guys are, yeah, and you're gonna have to get some rest if you're gonna, do you know, what I mean, if, if you've stepped into a new world now, the pair of you. He doesn't think he doesn't, he's not all directed at. Shang-Chi himself, it's both of them. Yeah. And it's like, that is great. I really like that. And again, it sort of speaks to the way they handled this whole movie in terms of not making it ultra-focused on one yeah. person. Um, and it means that, right, no matter what, they're, they're going to sort of go through this together. And I feel like Katie's going to be the, the one to sort of keep Shang-Chi grounded. Yeah. Um, the whole thing, like, she's going to be like his mate who he used to park cars with whilst he's getting all this crazy shit's going on. And she's going to sort of just bring him back down to earth every now and then when he needs it. <laughs> and they kind of set that up perfectly for that being what the, the relationship is going forward. I'm like, that's oh, that is fucking I cool. really hope they don't go down a romantic route with them. Yeah, this is kind of like, I've been thinking about it all week because mm. this is like the, um, the conflict that I had with uh, Poe and Finn. Yeah. Like, I was really, you know, as everyone who listens to this will know, I was shipping that pretty fucking hard. Oh, yeah. Like, but at the same time, it's like, why can't why can't you have a mate who you can hug? Yeah. Why does it always have to, you know, become a romantic thing? Like, yeah, you should be able to hug your buddies and don't and not have any sort of other implications about that and have other people sort of have an expectation for you so yeah there's a part of me that's like they've naturally got such lovely chemistry yeah, and if like... they do go one way or the other then I'll, i think i'll be i think i'll be okay with it but i'll be or i think there's a part of me that's always going to sort of wonder what was on the other side yeah true i just i don't know i i would really much rather they kept them sort of as platonic friends because i feel yeah. part of the issue is that is like it just is again in terms of representation you never see that happen like no. name one where it's like a, a you know a couple who are you know a heterosexual couple say or you know a, a female and male and they just have a a friendly relationship and that's it and yeah they have, but they are best friends and they'll like, do anything for each other and all the rest of it but the idea of them getting together and being romantically involved just never comes up it yeah. just doesn't happen. It just doesn't like yeah. the clothes. Like, I remember even like, remember like Fitz and Simmons on um, Agents of Shit. Yeah. They were great. And then they made them romantically involved. And that was fine. And they were both very good. But it was almost better when they were just really close friends. And they could like yeah. confide in one another. And they were the two science geeks. And they had that bond that they you know built up because they went they went to school together and all the rest of it. And that was great. 
but like you just because in the real world there are such things as platonic relationships between men and women but you just never yeah. see them represented on screen ever it just doesn't no. happen and so that's the thing like my you know my one of my oldest friends yeah a girl and we've been friends since we were six seven years old yeah you know there's never been a romantic interest no there. exactly it does happen but you just ne- i've never seen it on, on any movie or tv show ever no so if we're talking about representation you know give a bit of that like just show yeah. us a bit it doesn't it's not just about different races and different you know or you know sexual orientations all the rest of it it's also showing different kinds of relationships yeah is it is almost as important so i feel like that's something that needs to be put in there if they have an opportunity to do it yeah i agree i agree like being able to see like the friend side of things that exists in this film and there there was there weren't any moments when i was like no not really i mean and now they're gonna kiss but i was like there was like there's a couple of things where i was like she puts her head on his shoulder a couple of times and there's the moment where he comes out with his shirt off and she sort of looks a bit "Uh um but it's almost i feel they kind of undermine it straight away there because she's just like the fuck i never knew this guy that i've been hanging out with this whole time (laughs) like ridiculously ripped and like, yeah, it's like the, the opening. To be fair, it's also part of it that was like because the first thing that she does is like, "Where did your uh, shirt go?" Yeah, what happened to your shirt? Like, that's <laughs> the, and then, yeah, like it starts off by get her giving her that look, and then she makes that joke, and she goes, "Oh, okay, cool." Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, "Oh, I thought that was here we go," and then suddenly she finds herself attracted to him for the first time because he's got his shirt off and he's got the Marvel abs. Uh, yeah. Oh no, she's gonna take the piss. Okay, cool. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> that works. That's that works too. That's better. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, like I say, she was great. I thought the sister had a really good arc. Um, again, she's got all this sort of bubbling resentment for Shang-Chi and the father and the way she was treated and sort of just forgotten about and left behind. Um, and that mm. sort of pays off again in the, in the other post credit sequence. I do um, want to see more what, from her. her. Yeah. Yeah. Because like I do again like it was what i was saying earlier in the the episode was that i do want to see more mm. and i was a bit disappointed that i didn't get to see enough but i'm like i'm okay that they're setting something up oh yeah like they're doing something with this yeah so the setup that we get at the very end and i like i could sort of see it the minute it cut to her as being the second post credits i like i called it i mean i was like all right here we go because yeah. the idea is that it's like um, Shang-Chi just made some sort of offhand reference before to say, oh, my sister's back in China dismantling my father's empire. I'm like, what the fuck, she isn't. <laughs> <laughs> like when we found her, she was right, uh, running an illegal fight ring in fucking Macau or whatever with, uh, with people like the Abomination coming in for a fight with Wong. Um, yeah. I'm pretty sure she, and she built her own empire and all the rest of it. I'm like, now you're going to give her the keys to the kingdom for the Ten Rings. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she's going to use that. Um, yeah. She's taking that. And she's driving. She's taking it. that over. She's driving it, and she's sitting in in the big chair with the big ten rings behind her. And they do this epic sweeping shot where now they've got a bit, you know, a an army full of badass warriors mixed of both men and women now. Yeah. Make a big point of showing you that, um, and then yeah, they come come up at the end saying the ten rings will return. Yeah. Rather than Shang Chi, which is interesting. Um, but I think the most obvious thing for me for that in terms of where they're going to go with it is the Sharon Carter element of it. Yeah. Um, I think maybe that's just because I recently watched um, Falcon and Winter Soldier. But the way that ends off is that she's been... Um, 
Sharon Carter was the power broker and was like this again a kind of a crime lord out in the world doing her thing. Um, mm. And then at the end of Falcon and Winter Soldier, she got pardoned by the U.S. government and welcomed back into the CIA. And then she makes some call at the end and says, "Oh, we're going to have a lot line up all our buyers because we're going to have like access to all government secrets and prototype weapons and everything you can get your hands on, and we can sell it to the black market." Yeah, and like, well, obviously, and now the Ten Rings are there and yeah. run by a badass woman. It's like, yeah, they're going to be, <laughs> they're going to be friends, um, and that's going to be bad for all the good guys. Um, but it also sets up in terms of Shang Chi, like he's going to have to take down his sister. Yeah, which is interesting, and like again, it brings a whole emotionality to the whole thing, rather than just another bad guy he has to fight. Yeah, I. Yeah, it brings a whole different side of things. I mean, it was a bit surprised. Well, uh, I mean, I am and I'm not. Like when they were like, the ten rings will return. Yeah, I'm like, sorry, you, you, you're bringing Chang Chi right back. Well, of course they are. No, yeah, but what's interesting as well is that you could interpret that in two different ways because there's also in the other post credit sequence which we haven't even really talked about yet. Um, so one gets them and then takes them back to the sanctum, presumably. And they're just there analyzing the ten rings, as in the actual rings themselves. Yeah. Um, and sat around the, the sort of war table, figure, you know, talking about it. You've got holograms, uh, video calls coming in from uh, Captain Marvel and yeah. uh, Hulk and uh, Bruce Banner. Yeah. Uh, and they're all there trying to figure out, like, what are these things? It's like, well, they're not vibranium. Are they alien? Not that anything I've ever seen before. And then they're saying, yeah, well, when you use them for the first time, we felt it in Kamataj, and there's some sort of beacon going out from them. Going yeah. where? We don't know. The fuck does that mean? You have no idea. What the fuck I'm does that mean? So, so ready. Yeah, that's that's what I, that's what I love. It's like, because there's so many different threads going on at the moment in terms of the Marvel, like where they're going in the future. I don't know what that, how that's going to link into anything. I really don't. Yeah. You've gone very quiet, by the way. Have you moved away from your mic? Is that better? Oh, yeah. My mic suddenly moved. Right. Yeah, that's better. That's better. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. Like, I've, and I've already started to see like theories. Cause like, there was a thing where it's like, maybe they, cause the, the right at the very beginning of the movie, they say like, there was a rumor that he, got the 10 rings from a meteorite that fell to earth yeah he said he either got them from a cave or a crater yeah it's like which is both of both it's just two of the origin stories that i know of as so the mandarin finding the, the rings from your point of view, yeah so what are the origins they're they, they just are alien, alien, they're aliens aliens alien rings okay but but like i've, I've read something where it's like it's an alien race of dragons or something isn't it something crazy yeah i think it's um Fin Fan Foom. Yeah. So Fin Fan Foom is it like an extra dimensional alien. So he's not, he's not, uh, he's not technically a dragon. He's like an extra dimensional creature that looks like a dragon. Well, similar to the one that we fight at the end of this then. Yes. Which is what I thought was going to happen. Yeah. But I think they'll probably save that for another yeah, time. They're obviously saving it. But like, I feel that's the thing now is that all characters now in sort of phase four onwards are just super epic powerful like shang chi yeah with the 10 rings is fucking ridiculous as a powerhouse like what he's doing at the end where he's like controlling them from 
a distance and just like literally ripping things fucking heart out like from within from inside yeah. its own chest cavity it's like yeah whatever the threat is going to be is going to have to be fucking insane well, like, exactly and then you get captain marvel turns up and on a conference call you go oh yeah shit she's ridiculously op as well isn't she like, yeah <laughs> no exactly and it the, this is the only sort of problem that i got is that is the my post spoiler sort of mm. concern is that He's not Shang-Chi, the master of Kung Fu now. He's Shang-Chi. He's now got these um, unbeatable space rings. Well, yeah, I think maybe it'll be, there'll be a MacGuffin. I think well, they've, they've kind of set them up as something going forward, haven't they? But they, I don't think necessarily they'll be there with him forever. They yeah. might just be the new the MacGuffin, like, like the Infinity Stones. They might be something that we then have to deal with. And maybe there'll come a point where they're gone and then he has to be just go back to being the kung fu master if you like it's interesting that they've made this first movie and it's called the legend of the ten rings it's like do you know what i mean yeah exactly like so it could be something that he moves past um and it'll be similar to like so they get thor, taken away and yeah like is it like a mjolnir yeah exactly it's similar to thor and his hammer it's like well you know those rings helped you but they were never your source of strength you were always you were worthy of them to begin with yeah you have a weapon you yeah. don't have uh powers sort of thing yeah. where Thor does but yeah. Shang-Chi not so much um so that yeah that could be interesting but god knows where they're going with that because like again what I can't give a head around at the moment is they've got all these different threads about what's coming up in the future but they don't seem to be tying into one another at the moment like yeah what is all that so Fing Fang Foom, the Ten Rings, all that shit. What has that got to do with Kang? Um, no idea. Absolutely, or, or the multiverse, or any of that stuff that we know is coming and has been teased, and is coming in the next Spider-Man movie, and, yeah. and then Doctor Strange, and we know Kang is coming, and the multiverse has been, you know, ripped open. We saw that in Loki, but fuck knows how that ties in with this, if at all. Yeah, and then similarly, like. They still haven't resolved Nick Fury's in space with a bunch of scrolls. <laughs> yeah, well, that's going to be Secret Wars, isn't it? That's going to be his. Secret Wars, but then also Captain Marvel 2, probably. Yeah. But, like, again, what's the end game? Where are we heading? I don't know, but I love that we don't. I don't know. But, like, yeah. like every, every time I like, I feel like I've got a handle on it, they introduce something new. Do you know what I mean? Like, they go, oh, yeah, but then also this. It's like, Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, Shang-Chi's yeah. like, oh, there's another dimension that's got other dimensional beings in it, and we're like a city that protects it. And we're on the I was like, okay, right. So that's something else we have to think about as well, on top of the multiverses and other dimensions. Right, okay. Yeah. Yeah, and that's because you know it's well, that's I think that's what they're gonna do with the multiverses, they're gonna make them the dimensions, if you know what I mean. Mm. So dimensionality is a function of the multiverse. So rather than just a series of of um, dimensions stacked on one top of one another, like because there are there's yeah. what like there's like the the um, uh, the negative zone, yeah, or the end zone, and um, that's like a whole lot of that is the uh, Fantastic Four stuff, yeah. So that they can tie that in with it, and then Fin Fang Foom is also an enemy of not only Shang Chi but it's also an enemy of the Fantastic Four as well. Yeah. So there's a lot of things that are 
circling one another i think yeah. because the thing is like what we're looking at is um kang is not really turning up as a villain in a lot of other things he's turning up as a villain in uh quantumania like yeah. the third ant-man film yeah so how does that yeah and quantumania what does that mean so yeah, yeah. quantum realm is a dimension but that's what I think. They need, to, they need to make some distinctions. I think they need to really like someone needs to get like Eric Selvig or someone needs to get a, a chalkboard out and figure and explain. Yeah, oh, wait, this is, break this shit down. Yeah, like, you need like an in-universe documentary series. Yeah, because so is it like right? So we've got there's a multiverse, and within each universe there are dimensions within that universe. So that is like things like when we, in Doctor Strange when he puts things in the mirror dimension. Yeah, that you're not going into a different universe. You're going into a different dimension within our universe the 616 universe for lack of a better term hmm. oh it's the 16003 something like I think. that yeah but then i but then mysterio calls it earth 616 isn't he but then he was lying so yeah <laughs> oh no the 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 film universe yeah it's called it has got is, a number isn't it yeah it does but it's and it's it's annoyingly long yeah um yeah excuse the typing you can hear there you go, MC Universe number. Uh, oh, yeah, it's 199999. Oh, brilliant. It's five nines. Easy to remember. It's the MCU at 616 or 199999999. Yeah. 9999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999
Yeah, more please. Make him an Avenger. I want to see him like teaming up with people as well. I can't wait to see him. <laughs> like, I love, yeah, the whole sequence with him at the end with when they're all stood around the table and he's just a bit starstruck. Yeah. He can't quite believe what's going on. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah. And like, like people like Captain Marvel are asking him questions and he's just like, uh, um, I don't know. And yeah, fuck, <laughs> Simu Liu is so good in this. I can't go over He's like, amazing. He's, he brings gravitas when he needs to. He's funny. He's charismatic and the action is amazing and just he nails all elements of it and it's brilliant like especially going back when you you know the whole story of him like tweeting marvel when they first announced shang chi (laughs) yeah he was like hey marvel we gonna talk or what and then then, then here we are however many years later and he's like fucking you know massive massive posters everywhere and he's like the new future of the mcu yeah like Fucking, you nailed like it, dude. Front and center, absolutely nailed it, man. And I'm, so, I'm so down for everything that he's gonna come. But I, I, yeah. I, like, he's like talking about there's a, apparently a comic book with um, Shang Chi and Spider Man. Yeah. And like, oh, yes, please, there is. Please, God, make that happen. I don't know, I don't know how they would, but please. So, part of so one of the things is um, Spider Man. So there's a run of Spider Man that leads into Spider Island. Yeah, where um, something happens and it burns out Peter's spider sense. Okay, because there is one of those where they yeah where they're always like, like oh god, his spider sense is like stopping us from being able to win, sort of thing. And uh, then I think the Sinister Six or somebody does this thing in it. You know, as a result, it causes his spider sense to burn out. And then you think, you know, he's what. He's supposed to be 28 or 30 something now. Because like the comics every, I think it's every three or four years in the real world where we are, where we live um, in our dimension is one year in right. comics. Okay. So he's like aged right the way through sort of thing. And uh, yeah. And it's because he's gone like half his life knowing like just going off of this instinct that it's actually now like a real problem for him. So he works with Shang-Chi to develop what they call spider foo. Oh, sick. Yeah. Please do. Yeah, please, 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 please. <laughs> it's like it's yeah. just th- things you never knew you wanted to see. It's like the same thing we get from that, um, that uh, trailer for Spider-Man. Whereas like, I remember when, when we first saw, um, Doctor Strange, it was like when he was doing all the, you know, everything shifting and that whole um, chase sequence through the city. And like, yeah. as everything's co- like doing this MTS, everything's changing constantly and it's like, and it's crazy. I'm like, can you imagine a Spider Man sequence like in that, <laughs> where like yeah. Spider Man's swinging through yeah. all that chaos? And now, sure enough, here we are, you know, five years later or whatever it is, and that's yeah. exactly what it looks like it's going to happen. I can't wait. It looks amazing. It's going to be fucking brilliant. Um, so yeah, if you want to see that this year, go out and see Shang Chi. Yeah, yes, fucking go, go otherwise, now. Otherwise, Spider Man will be coming out in the summer next year, and I can't be asked to wait that long. <laughs> Either. Oh god, it doesn't even bear thinking about. It. Just fucking do it. Just go. Just do it. But first, get fucking vaccinated. <laughs> oh, don't the. F- Fucking bunch of anti-vaxxers at the starting starting line of my race today. Really? Fucking hell. apparently there was a group of them in Chinnam earlier saying don't let our children get vaccinated, handing out pamphlets. Oh, 
Anyway, we're right, we we definitely diverge now. So we, I think we've said everything we want to say about Shang Chi. Yeah. Um, yes. So yeah, um, love the movie. Um, going, yeah, I'm looking forward to going and seeing it again. Um, but definitely, um, hopefully, you've listened this far, then you've already seen it. Let us know what you think of it. Um, did you, you know, how do you rank it amongst the MCU movies? Is this what you were after? Is the the new sort of start of a new phase of Marvel? Yeah. Um, and yeah, and we will see you on the next one now. Speaking of things being delayed and what we could do next, yeah, I, I, I almost I'm scared to say it. So in well, theory, in theory, yeah, No Time to Die, the new James Bond movie is coming out in on the 30th of September, which is about four weeks away. Right. So, oh god, on that basis, do we attempt? Do we tempt fate and do some sort of grand rewatch and do cover some, and cover some Bond movies? I was thinking maybe like certainly the Daniel Craig movies, but maybe also the Brosnan movies. Yeah. Sounds but like a... I've started this grand rewatch and stopped it so many fucking times over the last two years. <laughs> I'm gun shy to do it because they'll fucking break my heart again. I I I went back right the way to I used to, I was doing the you did. films. I did all of I them. I remember, yeah. And then I just and then they went, no, it's not coming out anymore. And I just stopped. I can't remember where I think I might have got I've watched so much Roger Moore. I fucking hate Roger Moore. <laughs> Let's do that. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, yeah, we'll talk. We'll take this discussion off air, but maybe we could have, have a think about doing some. Yeah. So I think let that's us, a good let, us let us know anyone that's listening to this. Let us know if you um uh yeah if you if what you want us to do, do. A, a Brosnan special and then a Daniel Craig special um yeah or, or maybe break them up a bit further than that but I don't know we can talk about it um but yeah it's um I would I'd love for that film to come out I hope it will it'll come out at some point. Maybe I think, like I said, I think they've got to a point now where they're just hemorrhaging money, and if they don't put it out, then like, yeah, I mean, legally they have to put it out. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> it's funny, it's weird that you have to have that sort of conversation with someone and be like, oh, well, legally we have to put this film out because of all the contractual things that we have on. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. anyway. So thanks for listening, everyone, and we'll see you on the next one, maybe talking about James Bond. That'd be fun. It would be fun. So we'll see. Um, So yeah, thanks for listening. See you later. See you next time. Bye. Yeah, so we've got some stuff coming up. Yeah. In theory. Yeah. I believe it when I see it. (laughs) <laughs> I believe it when I'm in the cinema. But even then, like, yeah, that whole... Even then, look at what I have in a quiet place, too. Yeah. But, like, fucking, um, yeah, Bond, like, it's like I was saying before, like, because of the way the trailers are cut together, I feel like we must have seen that entire opening sequence by now. Like, clearly yeah. the opening of the movie is going to be him and him being chased. One, he's in the DV5 and he's having the big chase, chase sequence. Yeah. And he get, uses the machine guns and he jumps off the bridge and all the rest of it. I reckon if you t- took all the different various parts of all the different um, trailers we've seen, we've probably seen that entire sequence. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm with you on that. So for, I the, think first, like, for the first quarter of an hour of the movie, I'm going to be like, I've seen, you know, well, this is not just another really long trailer. <laughs> and then eventually, like, I think I think when the, when the titles kick in and the song kicks in, that's when I'll know that, oh no, this is real, it's actually happening. It's it's finally here. And, it's, and then it will be... Um, Fucking Celine Dion singing out of ashes.
<laughs> you fucking love that, don't you? It's still my favourite thing that has ever been done. It's just, just <laughs> perfect. It's the perfect blend of two of two great things that I love. It's just like, the fact that they got Celine Dion to do it as well, which is just oh, it's yeah, perfect. so good. It's brilliant. Canadian. Uh, yeah, 